Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong, whether that's the platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today. Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective Nurse Voice. The Nurse Voice interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we are thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Jamie Smith, and this is The Nurse Voice. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Nurse Deck Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Smith, and today we are interviewing Dr. Ebony Gresham. Hi there. Hi. How are you? Doing great. We are excited to interview you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, for sure. So tell us, how did you get started in nursing? Share your journey with us. So I got started in nursing um, pretty much when my mom passed away. So she was in hospice. My mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, and before that, I was at Howard University in the pre-med program. I wanted to be an OBGYN. Um, and so when my mom got sick, I came home. I took care of her. And just seeing the care that she was given by her hospice nurses. Um, and also, I had to learn many of those procedures myself by taking care of her, interested me into nursing. So I went to school for my associate degree in nursing. Um, and actually, before I went to school for my associate, I went for my LPN. Um, I was not admitted, unfortunately, into the LPN program um, because they had too many students and my GPA was only a 3.8. So I was not, yes, I was not, um, you know, accepted into their program. So I immediately went to the RN program, was accepted. Um, and that's when I, you know, started my journey um, in my associate degree. And it was really a challenging for me because I had six kids at the time working um, as well full time um, in that program. Um, and so, but, you know, I, I received my associate degree after failing my med surge uh, course by two points. Um, and yes, I had to start the program all over, um, about a year later, but I did pass the following year. So that's how my journey began, um, in nursing and to now having my doctorate in nursing. Good for you. I really like how you mentioned the failing med surge by two points because med surge is hard. I remember Very. <laughs> so your your message speaks loud and clear to folks listening because just think about those who have failed and they think well gosh is it worth it if yes. you want to be a bad a nurse bad enough if that's what you're calling is your message yes. tells me go for it look at you and you've already got your doctorate so yes yes so you've gone through a lot and have an interesting and an inspiring story what is your purpose in life what motivates you well, number one, my children, right? So I have 10 kids and, and each and every one of them seeing their faces, their smiles, just knowing that I want to impact them. Um, and just the community um, period of, of other nurses, um, it really motivates me and inspires me to push and go beyond even my limitation. Um, and so 
I try to make sure that I am not only an impact, but I enforce and I, I and I'm not enforce, but I empower and inspire other nurses um, as well. So my why, number one, is my children. Number two, it's just the community that I serve. I respect that. Yes. Hmm. Tell us more about Snap Nurse and your role there. Can you also share your experience as an incident commander during COVID-19? Yes, yes. So COVID-19 was something totally different, right? So I was actually uh, the clinical nurse coordinator at the Georgia Department of Public Health um, at the height of COVID, um, working directly with CDC um, at the health department. And it was just um, amazing, you know, learned so much was able to um, implement policies, procedures um, at a time where we were uncertain, right, of, of what was going on. Um, and so at SNAP Nurse, I took on a role as a, a lead manager. Um, but my role as a lead manager, I had 200 nurses um, out on the field at one time, um, administering anywhere between 4,000 to 5,000 um, vaccines, COVID vaccines a day in, in Pomona, uh, Pomona, California. And so that role um, was very challenging. Um, in my role as a nurse leader, I've always had direct reports, maybe about 20, but not 200, you know? <laughs> and so to have that many people that come to you and need your leadership, um, it was exciting and challenging, but yet rewarding as well. So that role um, really took my career to another level, another height. Um, I also served on different um, assignments with SNAP nurse from LA to um, Alaska and currently now um, in California, but uh, California again, um, you know, with them. But that particular role at that time was probably, like I said, the most challenging yet rewarding with 200 lives um, needing me as their, their lead nurse, you know, and their, their manager and their lives were still going on, you know, while the pandemic was going on, the height of the pandemic. So, yes. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned SNAP nurse. What, what exactly is that? Can you expand on that? Yeah. So SNAP nurse is not only a staffing agency, but it's a uh, med tech program. It's a med tech uh, facility that will give you what's called like on-demand nursing. So there's a lot of facilities that um, need nursing care at this time, like right now. And they are able to provide you with those nurses on demand um, using technology, you know, as the premise of their background. They have something that's called InstaPay, meaning that when you finish your shift, you get insta paid you know and a lot of other agencies don't provide that um they're also really big on just making sure that they have the right fit um for that facility so there's account managers that make sure that that, that happens um they have a ceo um sheree who's very personable um with each and every um nurse you know and they build that relationship and rapport with you so that they place you in the right facility that you know uh is for you is for you so it's it's just that on-demand nursing um platform that they have that's totally incredible and totally different from what we have ever seen in the past so they don't really call themselves like just a staffing agency because they're more than just a staffing agency mm -hmm. thank you for clarifying that you're welcome 
What are the major challenges you faced in your role and how do you go about managing those? I would say major challenges that I faced is um, one, being young, um, mm -hmm. a young nurse and having my doctorate and being in those leadership roles. So there's times where you'll have like seasoned nurses who may have 20, 30 years of nursing and they may not want to listen to you or be receptive to your leadership. You know, and it's an unfortunate situation, but um, what I do is make sure that I set my expectations, um, which with each nurse that I, I have as my direct rapport and I allow them time to get to know me and me to get to know them. Um, and also a little bit deeper, um, I dig a little bit deeper beyond just my role as their leader, just kind of what do you like to do? Or do you have pets? Or where are you from? You know, just to get to know them because sometimes, like I said, they just need to be familiar, you know, with you and understand that this is the role that you play and then they'll become receptive to it. A lot of times change is just an issue. Um, everybody's not good with change. And so you introduce yourself, you know, as this transformative leader that I'm listening to everyone. I'm not here to just do what I say, but I do what I do. So you won't find me just in the office somewhere, but I actually am on the floor. I'm right there on the pavement working with you. And, and whatever it is that you need, I am there to provide it for you. Neat. Nurse Deck's community advocates are passionate nurses who share their stories with our community and their followers. So apply today to join our Scrub Verified program. You'll work with a community that celebrates diversity and values your opinions, access support and guidance from other Scrub Verified nurses, Get free nurse deck gear every month and become eligible for cross promotion. There are also opportunities to work with us on a long-term basis by joining our advisory panel where you can influence nurse deck's growth and development to advance nurses' well-being globally. Interested? We'd love to have you. Check out nursedeck.com programs to learn more. So, as a founder and the CEO of Royalty, Body Spa, and Wellness, tell us about the services it offers and what inspired you to get into this kind of business. So, the services that I offer um, at Royalty, Body Spa, and Wellness, it's a holistic and, and wellness med spa. So we offer things like body contouring, wood therapy, post-op care um, for you know men and women that receive cosmetic surgery. Um, we do uh, yoni steams, teeth whitening. Um, we also do uh, ionic foot baths. We also do um, sauna detox blankets um, just to help people to detox. You know, um, I've also offered those services, but also classes to teach other clinicians and professionals how to provide those services and provide them the the right way right so um unfortunately like the body contouring um arena it's not right now regulated so there are some people that are just opening up businesses and you know saying that they're body contourists but you're actually getting it from a licensed professional registered nurse you know um, who will teach you about anatomy and physiology and things like that to know the evidence-based practice why you're doing what you're doing and also the customer service you know tactics behind it 
Um, and so what inspired me to open my business was the pandemic. You know, actually, when I was out working the pandemic, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do after this? You know, this is not going to be forever. And that's when I wanted to, um, I networked with other um, nurse entrepreneurs um, and nurse practitioners as well. And that's when I began to, um, you know, get the information and the knowledge and the training that I needed to open up my own medical facility. That is really, really cool. Yes. So you were able to network and yes. learn more about nurse entrepreneurship and you actually are the CEO of this body spa. Yes, when, when I didn't even know that nurses could do that, you know, but it was amazing. Yes, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And it's what I teach to other nurses, you know, some people don't want to do bedside for the next 20, 30 years, but it's so much more that you can do, you know, you can do a lot more utilizing your degree than just bedside nursing. That is so true. You can do so much with the degree in itself. Yes. So you were also an author. <laughs> Tell us about your book and what it talks about. Yes. Yeah, so my book is The Grit, The Grind, and The Glory. And it goes into detail. It's my memoir about my life. And so I talk about things like childhood traumas. I talk about things like, you know, me being a, a mom at the age of 16, a teenage mother. Um, I talk about my mom, you know, the time I went through with my mom being a single parent as well um abandonment you know like my father not being there in my life um just different choices that i made in my younger years that affected my older years you know um i talked about um things like being molested at a young age you know i went into details about things like that and just to let people know that you know a lot of people go through some of these same things but you know i am trying to empower and inspire people that you can still make it, you know, you can still survive and thrive even through all that you've been through. It's okay, go through healing, get a counselor, you know, um, to the point that you're healed. And then maybe you need to write a book to tell and share your story, you know, but you know, here I am today, I have a doctorate in nursing, I have multiple businesses, and I just want to share that so that people again, are inspired, you know, that they can do it, if I can do it, they can do it too. Mm -hmm. I have no yeah. doubts just hearing you right <laughs> inspired people because it takes courage to talk yes. about personal things that have happened to you, but you don't let those things define you. Not at all. Not at all. Because the healing that I was able, you know, to to get growing up and, and knowing that I need to be healed and not to suppress it. You know, because especially with COVID, it's caused a lot of people to go into like a depression, you know, and different things. And mental health is really important. So I just want to make sure that people realize that there is healing. You know, there's ways that you can go about being healed from your past. It does not have to define your present and to move forward. Yeah. That's a powerful message. Thank you for sharing Thank you. that. You're welcome. Thank you. How do you feel about the current working conditions for nurses? How do you think we can strengthen the healthcare system today? Well, number one, I think there is not a lot of emphasis placed on um, the mental health for nurses, mental health. So we are the healers, but who is healing us? You know, um, I know a lot of people will say i think number two would be the the income you know that we are not 
of course, given the compensation that we need, because we are the people that can, you know, keep you living. We are the people that make sure that we are bedside, we're holding your hand, we're there 24 seven, you know, 12 hours a day at that bed with that person, even when there's no doctor there or respiratory is not there or not even family. But at the same time, even with that stress and that pressure, um, we have families, you know, outside of work and everything too. So I think, yes, we're not compensated enough, but we also are not taken care of. Um, this pandemic has really caused a lot of us to just break. We saw a lot that we may have not seen. I don't care if you were in the ICU, if you were in the ED, you still saw a lot that you didn't have to see on a daily basis. And some of this was happening not only to our patients, but to our friends and family as well. And some of our nurse colleagues, you know, and so it's really important, I think, that the community cares a lot more about the nursing community, just making sure that we have, you know, even free, you know, mental health care, free therapy. If you need time off, that that's not an issue um, because you are just pressured or stressed or whatever is going on uh, without, you know, ramifications or being written up or losing your job because you just needed that Musa moment to take some time off and decompress. I think that is really important right now for us. And, um, you know, like I said, outside of the, the income, it's just the mental health care, mental health care for nurses, number one. Yeah, you really caught my attention when you mentioned that there's not enough emphasis on mental health. And, you know, the pandemic has heightened this yes. completely. And then you have the, the, the crisis, the, the shortage of nurses. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. We should be able to get therapy for free, mental health, take that time off and not worry about losing our jobs because we took that time off because we have right. to take care of ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it got to the point during COVID, during the crisis moment of COVID that, you know, they were saying, even if you had symptoms, you were to still work, you know, and that was absolutely ridiculous. And I understand there was a shortage, but it's like, I'm sick. So how do I heal someone else? when when i'm sick you know um and, and also too even like with student loans you know they they need to just do something you know with student right. loan debt because we had gotten into a lot of you know debt with that but then we are on the forefront you know fighting this pandemic and just just in healthcare period you know you could not do anything if you didn't have the nurses that's right so any message, any words of encouragement to inspire nurses? Yes, I would say to keep going, to keep going, to definitely network, um, to link up with other nurses, to encourage and support and motivate, you know, one another. Um, that's my biggest thing. So that this myth of, uh, you know, nurses eating their young we can definitely, you know, rid that. I, I think it's more important for us to each one teach one, you know, each one reach one. Make sure that you partner with each other. You learn from one another, regardless of what your title is or how many degrees that you have, we all can learn from each other. So just that nursing support, whether it's a nursing student or it's a, a novice nurse, or you have been a seasoned nurse for 30 years, networking and supporting one, than one another is very important. Love Nurse Social? Think all your nurse friends should join? Well, you could earn serious points and swag for each one that joins in. You'll get a unique link to share with friends and colleagues and earn rewards once they sign up and verify their nursing license or student ID. 
It's that easy. Learn more and sign up at refer.nursedeck.com today. Absolutely. And I respect your message about moving forward. You mentioned failing med surge and not giving up. Thank God you didn't give up. You know? Yes. Yes. And there's a lot of us though. There's a lot of us that, you know, we fail a class and we feel doomed because of course to get into this, to this program, we had straight A's, right? And then you get into the nursing program with a B or a C and you are devastated. (laughs) You know, you're like, what? I have a C, you know, Mm -hmm. but I get it. You know, we had this saying in nursing school many years ago, see your way out. You know, (laughs) you get that C, keep going, keep moving forward, you know, because that again, it doesn't define you. There are some people who didn't do well on the the actual test, but they are the best nurses. You know, they are the best nurses, very competent, very sharp. And so that would be, you know, what I would say to anyone who who wants to be a nurse, if they're a student, like I said, novice nurse, what have you, just keep going. If it, it's like with anything in life, if you really want it, you will keep going. It's not a failure until you stop trying. Oh, that's a powerful message. Thank you yes. for that. Yes. <laughs> Is there a topic you would like to talk about that has not been discussed? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I will say to um, nurses who have children, because it really, um, it, it, it's a big topic for me because I feel like I didn't have the support necessarily that I needed um, during my you know, initial nursing years in my associate degree program. I would like to just encourage people to try to get as much support as you can when you are going through nursing school, especially when you have children, because it's such a sacrifice already. But with you being a mom, whether you're a, a, a single mom or even if you're a wife, it's so much time that you have to dedicate to this program that you'll have some time that you won't have, you know, particularly for your children or for your significant other. So you have to make sure you build those networks and have that support system um, when you're going through that program. And if you can build that before you actually start the program, because you'll definitely need it. You bring up a really good point. So if I heard you right, you said you had six kids while yes. you were in nursing school. Well, that brings up another question. So as a coach, speaker, author, mm-hmm. nurse entrepreneur, and a mother of 10 now, have you ever felt burned out with everything you do? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I am human, you know. Um, even superwoman needs a break sometimes. And so um, when I have those burned out moments is when I have too many balls going at one time. I'm I'm juggling all of them. Um, I just recently learned how to delegate and have a team approach, you know, hire a VA, hire a personal assistant or this person or that person who can help you. So what I do is I have this thing called press the stop button. When I press the stop button in my life, I do no work. Okay. Even when I was in school, I would not do any work that day. My children know that I am not cooking. I'm not cleaning. That's just a day for me. And so if that means I need to go take a job, if I need to journal, if I need to get a massage, which I do that uh, continuous, I do that like that's religious. I get my massage at least twice uh, a month. 
Um, and I work out, you know, I exercise, I listen to audio books, you know, different things like that. I journal just things that are for me to kind of woo side, to decompress, and then to get back on my horse, you know, and get back on my game again. But yes, there are times that I myself am overwhelmed, but I know when those point, those trigger points happen and I know when to stop. You mentioned trigger points. How, mm -hmm. like, what are those trigger points? How, how do you even know that you're burnout? What, what happens? How do you know? So, so usually I'll get overwhelmed and I'll feel a little anxiety as if things are not getting done, or maybe I don't have enough time to get them done, you know, and I can feel that anxiety inside of me. Normally, when I'm working on a 100% battery, I'm just ready to get them done. You know, it's like I'm knocking that check, 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 check. But if and usually once a month, I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, it's get it's like water over your head, you know, you're like, okay, I can't breathe, you know, and then anxiety kicks in. And it, it feels like, more things need to be done than I have the time to do it. And so at that point, I either can delegate or if I get really past my threshold, I know to stop. I know to stop and just reset, go get a massage, go get your nails done, get a pedicure, whatever you need to do, girl, like go take yourself to dinner, just you, you know, and I'll tell one of my older kids or my husband, hey, you got cooking today, you know, and I'll just take a break. I'll step back. I'll take a break so that I can regain my focus and kind of recharge. Thank you for that message. So sometimes do you take a break and it's only like three or five minutes long? Oh, no. <laughs> my, my, my break is like at least 24 hours, at okay. least 24 hours. Yeah. If it's that bad and I really feel overwhelmed, you know, because like you said, I juggle so much at one time. I'll take sometimes a weekend. You know, if I need it, I'll take a weekend, I'll do a staycation, I'll go get an Airbnb, um, or I'll stay in one of my own Airbnbs because I actually am a super host of that as well. And I'll just take time off. <laughs> you yeah. do a lot. Yes, I do. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the community? How do you think nurses can benefit from the Nurse Dex community for nurses? So I think what uh, nurses can do to benefit from the community is to definitely one subscribe to the community mm -hmm. and to definitely stay in, engaged and in tune with what's going on. You know, there's a lot of resources that's available. Um, you can maybe even find a mentor, you know, and once you go through uh, what the community has to offer, make sure you utilize those resources. Okay. So what are other things going on now with you now and how can the community connect with you? So I have a lot going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm in the process of uh, starting my own clothing line. Um, it's actually called COVIDpreneur and the purpose of, yes, I've trademarked it as well. The, co the purpose of COVIDpreneur um, is for like nurse entrepreneurs or, or anyone, you know, who decided to start a business during COVID. So a lot of people lost their jobs or, you know, got laid off and things of that nature. And they had to do what they had to do to survive. And so it came to me one day on an assignment. I said, that's a COVIDpreneur. You had to do what you had to do to survive. And here you are today. And so I have branded it. Um, and I have my own, you know, t-shirts and, and things of that nature that I'm selling that should be out about in a week. Um, I'll have that on my social media. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Dr. Dr. Underscore Ebony, E-B-O-N-E-E -E, underscore Empowers. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well as Dr. Ebony Gresham. 
Um, and yes, they can follow me on those platforms. I do lives. I do other discussions with other nurses. You know, um, my my med spa is in Ro is in Roswell, Georgia, and that's Royalty Body Spa and Wellness, where I currently have other um, employees that are working currently. But I also am inside of my med spa as well. I I'm just impressed. I I'm <laughs> impressed. <laughs> so in a week from now, you said you have your COVID. Preneur, is that correct? Yes. yes. COVID that is right. That is, thank you. That is right. COVID Yes. Wow. Well, thank you for your time today. Very Thank you. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursedeck.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.